Welcome to the very first Vinyl Live podcast. We don't have a cool intro to this podcast yet, but I'm sure that within a few episodes, we'll be able to create a nice one. Please enjoy the show. It's time to kick it off. So we have Juha Tarkkanen here from uh, Vinyl Enterprise Account Executive, uh, who's going to talk with me today about prospecting and uh, how prospecting is is hard, but it doesn't really have to be hard. And uh, Juha, can you uh, talk a bit about what you do at Vinyl at the moment? Yeah, and uh, first of all, hi everyone, and uh, thanks Amir for having me. The, uh, yeah, as you said, I, I work at the enterprise team at the moment uh, in, in Vinyl, but before that I work with the mid and large large sector in, in uh in sales and before at first when i was in vino i was in the sales development representative and basically calling our prospects and setting up the meetings for account executives so that's my brief introduction in vino but a question to you Amer. back in your day when you were doing prospecting how was your daily activities going on with the prospecting yeah uh Back in the day, I think the principles are very uh, relevant uh, even today. So uh, I usually started everything from my calendar. So I, I marked specific time slots for the week when I was researching new target accounts, basically doing prospecting. Um, so I would usually have a goal like, uh, well, if I if I need to hit quota, I need these many meetings, which means I need uh, these many companies to call. So I had a very pretty uh, strict routine on, on starting with the prospecting because in my view, uh, I always thought that if I have enough prospects uh, uh, in my sort of first pipeline stage, uh, then it's all about, you know, repetition and the sort of, uh, the baseline is always, uh, the, the starting point is always with uh, having enough companies and having sort of good reasons uh, to reach out to them. So making sure that they are uh, part of our ICP and uh, making sure that the timing is right uh, for them. And uh, that's how you start. And then I had, I, I usually had like um, certain time slots for when I did my reach out so usually go back then we used I, I used mostly the phone these days i might explore contacting through uh, linkedin more uh, and then you know i just had a, a specific routine prospecting time slots booking time slots and then the rest of the time was uh, uh was reserved for for meetings and uh, then i had specific time slots when i uh was creating the the sort of uh, proposals and uh, following up uh, with the company, so it was very much uh, structured in the calendar. You also said, mentioned that uh, that uh, you know you wanted to get uh, the companies in the CRM. So, how, like you're using now, you're using three tools basically: you're using uh, LinkedIn, you're using Vinu, you're using HubSpot uh, as a CRM. So. Um, do you sort of feel overwhelmed with the tools or, or how do you sort of uh, make it easier for yourself that you don't need to use uh, three tools? Are there some automations or, or anything uh, like that 
that could be that people can hear that it's overwhelming using free tools. But when looking at the time, spending time in, in vinyl, spending time on LinkedIn, spending time on HubSpot, they are not equally divided. HubSpot is, is by far the most used tool in my daily activities because the leads that I receive from, uh, from vinyl, they are coming to HubSpot. So to set them in the order, HubSpot is the by far the most used tool in, in my in my daily activities. Second one is LinkedIn. Just if if I find if I get the companies that I want to contact, then I usually spend time on LinkedIn to find the right right person or creating a right message if I don't have the phone number. And the third one is vinyl, but it's mostly on visiting purposes or just some uh, little uh, fine tuning. On, on, on those searches if they are not that correct at the time. So Vino is by far the least used tool uh, because the tasks are automated to HubSpot. And then every day I received HubSpot tasks about what to do, where to contact, what could be a good, good con company to contact. Mm, again, a, a question back to you, Amer. Uh, you mentioned about you. You really had really structured schedule uh, using when you, you when you were doing prospecting. But did you have any of these your uh, prospecting activities? Any of this automated, or where was or was it just mainly using every time logging in the vinyl and then creating a target list from there and scrolling around LinkedIn? How was it? Well, yes, I, I'd say that. Uh... During the recent uh, years, uh, the workflow has definitely changed, um, and one of the uh, sort of main, I think, benefits these days is that you can get company data directly in a sort of main tool you use. And obviously, uh, sort of the main tool, uh, the CRM was probably the least used tool back back then. Um, uh, and uh, but now I, I think it's it sort of changed uh, so that as a salesperson I want to be able to you know have one view of my target account and see all the relevant information there and when I mean relevant uh, I mean like the things that help me uh, as a salesperson in my in my job and when you, when you think about sort of uh, maybe why salespeople don't like to use their CRMs. Um, it, it might be uh, because the information there isn't isn't relevant. I mean, uh, is it relevant to have a postal address like at, as one of the sort of first things a salesperson sees on a on a company view in the CRM, or would it be more beneficial to see location, like sort of uh, location that's relevant to you? I mean. If I'm selling internationally, I probably would like to see the country. That's enough, yeah. not the street That's address. Enough. Yeah. But if yeah. I would like, if I would be visiting these companies on a daily basis, like uh, you know, driving on the car, mm. going to places, then you know, the address is more relevant at that point. But still, I would agree that the address is, is quite irrelevant. I would still use Google Maps and uh, find the company from there and drive to the, uh, their place, but. I said the country is the biggest thing on those uh, where the company is located. 
and also the hub, the CRM it helps if if there's relevant data. Let let's say that Vino detects new SaaS company that that has that has a revenue over one million and that has grown let's say twenty percent over the last year. That is very relevant company in in our mind. And when you check the company's data, it's very quickly that can be checked from Vino, uh, from HubSpot. Excuse me. That is the company finish. Let's say yes. Their revenue is now over one million. Their profit is still quite lacking, and it works in SaaS and fintech sector. And what's their digitality and what's their what's their CRM status is? And after that, those are the data I need to deep dive more in the what the company is doing, and usually that happens basically checking their website or their LinkedIn page. And that, that's about it. And that the first step to getting the company, defining new company, saving time on that end, that, that is huge because then you can from, from right from there to start working with the company and start uh, contacting their top level and have a meeting with them if they're interested about the, our services, for instance. We've discussed like, yes, it's, it's a struggle to use uh, different tools or it's a struggle if you don't have tools. But uh, how, would you, how would you comment about the sort of um, the process that you're working with now? Is the process you use for prospecting now, would you say it's, it's well-defined or would you say it's like a, a sort of ad hoc? I would say it's, it's, it's more well-defined than in around one year ago, the process at the moment. And I would like to add that if the, if the company doesn't know their own ICP, it's very, very difficult salespeople to do, that, do their prospecting. And uh, that, that is was also one thing that if, let's say, I don't, I, don't, I don't receive enough automated leads, then usually I go back and check the companies that have become Vinus customers and the main thing I check from these companies is their vinyl custom industry. So let's say let's say that they're, they're accounting companies, and what's the how did they use or why did they purchase vinyl? And after those two questions, finding their vinyl custom industry and why did they purchase vinyl, it's it, it can be then multiplied to finding all the other companies, basically their competitors, to, and contact them then. Of course, it, it doesn't mean that every, uh, if your competitor is using vinyl, you should also use vinyl. But it also helps to, that you know some relevant use case to that industry. Let's say uh, uh, we discussed this uh, earlier about accounting companies. It's very relevant to know that what kind of accounting softwares the companies are using. And let's say that the company is using uh, account or netvisor uh, softwares and they are offering their own solutions to those companies that could be immediately found thousands of companies that are using your competitor softwares so how yeah. do you find more companies that are good fit well there's kind of two sides on the on the on this topic i'll, I'll answer your, your question first that that uh if if finding a good good company and you want to multiply that to find 10, 20 similar companies, then usually, uh, uh, luckily we have the vinyl custom industry that helps very much 
to find companies from the same industries rather than the standard industry classification code because that is especially most of our ICPR more in the tech tech side of companies or B2B sector. So they uh it is it helps a lot to find that if the company's working on fintech or for working on IT consulting or what kind of consulting the company is working on. So that's that's first first thing and, and then multiplying that search based on revenue, based on revenue growth, uh based on recent changes, top level changes, checking data of, of the company, have they purchased or acquired another company's are they recruiting actively? And if they're if they're recruiting, what kind of persons they are recruiting? And those can be quickly narrowed down as a one search. And right away, you can find 10, 15 new fresh companies, fresh, fresh new leads. But yeah, I agree that there is still that let's say I found new 50 new companies and I'll, I'll mass export them to the, our, our CRM. There's still chance that not everyone is 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 good fit but narrowing the search uh tuning the search uh finding the region of of why the, these 15 companies are similar helps to start the initial conversation with the company and and this leads to the second part of of about the sales prospecting is that after we launch the workflow triggers from vinyl straight to hubspot that was directly uh, visible in in the SDRs uh, results. For instance, uh, uh, when I moved to the account executive before I was as I said sales development representative, and uh, we used Google Sheets. So every new lead came to this Google Sheet page about top level. Let's say new head of sales or uh, this company has acquired this company or this company has started using this technology. But there was still the manual manual uh, process. Just check that if the company is good, and then I need to go back to the CRM. So that that let's say there's fifty new leads every day. That's fifty times I was moving back from Google Sheets back to the CRM, and that took took time. So after we launched the workflow triggers, Felix, who did wonderful job as a as a SDR. Uh, he had over, I, I think Mika posted this in LinkedIn. I, I don't know, do you I'm a, remember the correct result, but at least over 100, I think it was 120 in over a month. Might have been more than that. Even. Yeah, I think 120, 130 in one month. And those, uh, at least half of them were workflow triggers straight to the CRM. Because if the, if the, lead is bad then you just can close the task and move on to the next one but there is no any uh going through google sheet going back to the hubspot phases just checking the hubspot if today if the uh, lead is good yes contact if not close the task and move on okay so what we had was basically we had clearly defined our icp um and well, we defined it in Rhino. Uh, we used uh, workflow triggers to uh, get all those companies into HubSpot. So basically what the SDR previously used, a Google Sheet with, uh, with a list of uh, uh, good prospects. But now 
uh, every new prospect, which which matches our ICP, which is a good fit for us, appears directly in our CRM for the SDR to just you know take it from there. And that and that's that's the biggest thing that they can spend their time on 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 CRM new lead of a company that we have contacted let's say two years ago they can check straight from the uh, topics below the uh, new task that uh, hey what 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 we have discussed previously and contact a potential prospect that hey we call called you two years ago and now it seems that you have grown a lot Is, is it time to meet and get acquainted with and that that's that that is the biggest thing that saves time everything is founded in one page or one 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 software well then my question actually is that if you sort of automate prospecting into the crm um what does that mean to the uh sort of the time spent on prospecting is that basically minimized or does it go to zero well that that is that is i i, I get this question a lot and that that is that at first you gotta spend time to tune the searches but that is two three hours job and then see the results usually after two hours you will see that okay these are the uh Initial initial results based on these searches are their goods. If yes, let's continue on those. And after two weeks, you can come back and do some fine tuning. That okay, now I'm getting too much results. That I I don't have time to contact every every company. And then the lead is getting colder. So that's why I need to fine tune these these searches. So I think that the time uh, to automate the task. To automate the prospecting is it can be done within five hours let's say two hours at first and three hours for the next following 12 months maybe salespeople shouldn't be uh, doing a lot of manual prospecting maybe the whole thing should be automated if, uh, if a yeah. company knows their icp um, and you can clearly define the icp that uh, you know we want these types of companies, let's say size, location, industry, mm. uh, you know, they might be a company that might be recruiting right now or companies that use um, a certain piece of software, like let's say uh, Drift on their website. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, when you have the ICP criteria defined, uh, you just automate it. You automate it into a CRM, which means that you know, let the machine do the work for you and let the salespeople use the CRM where they get all the relevant companies uh, and sort of work from there. I agreed. I think when people say prospecting is hard, it's, it's, it is based on that, that the ICP is not defined, that what it is. And if it, if it, has, if it has been defined, it's way too big. And then the results... You get too much results, and you get overwhelmed with the with the leads. You don't have time to check up all the leads. You get 40, 50, 100 new leads every day, and then you get tired of just manually clicking clicking them away from your CRM. 
And that's the biggest thing of prospecting, I, I, in my mind, that people get too many leads based on that, that the ICP is not well-defined. Why is it important to um, define the ICP? Why can't I just trust my gut feeling as a salesperson that these are the types of companies that I like working with? Well, that is the, the, the problem is then that you get, uh, let's say use Vine, use LinkedIn. The search criteria is too big. So the leads based on the search criteria is too many to you to handle. And then even though there are the ICP customers that are very good for you, but when, you, when you're used to get, receiving 60 and you should receive 10, when you're used to receive 60 new leads every day, you get tired, you get exhausted, you get overwhelmed about the data, about too many, too much data, too much companies, too many, too many, too many leads. And then you don't even check if the company is good. You are just already decided that these 60 companies, I don't have time. I just, I just need to click them away from my, from my table and move on and hope that next day I would receive better leads and a smaller amount of the leads. And I think that's the, that's the biggest thing that narrowing the ICP helps you with the prospecting, helps you receiving better leads. And if the if it, if the ICP is too narrow, it, it can always be widened a little bit, open it, opening up a little bit, and receiving a little bit more leads, and starting from small to big, small to big rather than big to small. I think that's the better way to do it, or start automating tasks and prospecting. Let's say you didn't have any automation. What would you do? Oh, no, like a daily basis. I would use a lot of time on different software, different uh, different services to find new companies. And uh, uh, I think my day would consist much more about prospecting if I wouldn't have any automation behind it. Because then I would just scroll around on LinkedIn, uh, just check on my LinkedIn feed and if there's new company that I haven't recognized, I would check what the company is doing, who are the top level. And then just it's basically just same as reading news that you're reading news, but you're not paying attention on it. So same thing on LinkedIn. Or if, if you're using Vine without any automation, you every time you come back, uh, look at your target lists and start from there and start rem uh, uh, memorizing what have you done previously? Is the, I have did I have contacted this company or not? Is this company on my CRM or not? And then just spending more time on irrelevant topics. Just I think it would just wear you down or wear, wear me down. If you want to give sort of tips to uh, um, let's say salespeople, team leads, and uh, sales directors uh, when it comes to prospecting what kind of what, what are your top tips I my my biggest advice or my in my ideal world I would have that the sales director would set up the leads would automate the task for their sales for his or her salespeople let's say that I think the best way to use for instance Vino is that one person is using vinyl automating the workflow triggers to their crm and dividing them to the people accordingly 
and and I think that's the best way for sales directors uh, just automating prospecting but as said before that that narrow, uh, defining the ICP helps a lot because then your salespeople wouldn't get overwhelmed about the data amount of data they would receive it, it is more beneficial that one person is is uh, in charge of the leads finding the prospects as uh, for instance team leads to creating new lists creating new companies new new accounting firms that are relevant to them and the team lead would then push them with the, their own CRM and said hey I, I created now 50 new leads you can go check from my uh, my comp- uh, my accounts and pick from there if you want and I think that that is a very good morning start on Monday that uh team leads saying that hey I have 50 new first lead on on uh, based on the, these criterias just check on LinkedIn the right person you should contact if, if the company is completely new okay so what you're saying is that um, it would be better if the sort of people who run the sales teams run the sales organization they provide the prospects the target accounts to the sales people so that the sales people um, can focus on the actual sales work and not prospecting exactly that that, that I would uh, in my ideal world that the sales directors team leads would find new fresh leads automate automate tasks let's say from Mino or whatever software that can provide new company data but the sales uh, account executives account managers uh, SDRs they would use rather than having they would spend time on prospecting they would use LinkedIn to find the right right person and I think that would be the most ideal setup for a company that is, that is actively doing new business sales. Okay, so a company must have like a clearly defined ICP and then um, provide the target accounts to the salespeople. And when the salespeople think about reaching out via phone, finding the phone, finding the person, finding the phone number or email address or um, LinkedIn profile, um, you would suggest that they yeah. use a company database to find the companies. And then when mm. you know which company you're targeting, you find the people from LinkedIn. Yeah. And, and, and to give a more information is that sales directors and team leads that should provide prospects, should provide new leads. It doesn't take time to set up the automation uh, workflows from Bino, for instance. And then it is basically just managing your team and fine-tuning the uh, results they get from 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 Bino, for instance. So that is the my ideal workflow. That first of all, getting the company, finding the right companies based on uh, based on ICP, then getting the leads from their automated to their CRM to salespeople. Then salespeople jump to the LinkedIn, find the person, find the contact. Uh, and then start working with the, start creating a pipeline. Are there situations where uh, you have a very automatic process here, which saves a lot of time and uh, sort of gives the right direction to the company 
because you've defined the ICP well. Are there situations that you faced where um, where the salespeople might not agree that these are the right criteria? They might say that um, you know I can't work with these companies. Have you have you seen these types of situations, and have there been any solutions in your mind for these? Most of most often, they are not the salespeople that are not agreeing with the idea because for them this would be the most most optimal that they would get leads based on the searches done by sales director or team lead. But usually, people are still thinking about that everyone should do their own prospecting and find their leads. And then that when talking about vinyl, purchasing vinyl, many salespeople, uh, sales directors think about that every uh, sales uh, people should have license in vinyl. And I'm always saying that it's more cost, eff- cost effective to have only one or two licenses in vinyl and automating the workflow triggers to the CRM to your salespeople. So then there's kind of mismatch that usually it's, it's based on that, that the sales director or the team leads, they are they don't know their ICP that well. They rely on their salespeople finding only good prospects and then uh, riding, riding, on the, riding with that. So that's why that's the, that's the biggest difficulty. If the company or the top level people doesn't know their ICP, then salespeople then then they don't want to automate the processes and providing leads to salespeople since uh the base of prospecting is defining your icp and really embracing it uh and you meet with a lot of uh, a lot of companies uh, do you feel that the icp is defined in most companies or or the opposite. I think it's it's getting better and better. The people are people are uh, defining their ICP better, and and if they don't have any like specific criteria that they should use this technology, but still they know that the company who who has uh, acquired another another company is very relevant and makes them ICP. Uh, ICP company. So th- those are that people are are looking in and uh, looking in their uh, their data. That what 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 kind of customers are the best ones? Why the customers have purchased them? Why the customers are using their services? And based on that data, the ICP is more well defined on those companies. And I as to answer your question, is is getting better and better. But the, oh boy, those those uh, con- uh, meetings are tough when people. I, I'm asking like, who is your most ideal customer? Who who would you like to sell? The, and the answer is that I think all of our, all of the, Nord, let's say Nordic customers are the best ones. Everyone who has uh, revenue over one million, and still there are hundreds of thousands of those companies. And then it's it's very hard to narrow the, from from there to anywhere anywhere closer to, to the ideal number. You said that it's improving. A lot of companies mm. are defining the ICP more and more, but are they really embracing it? Are they using it in their, uh, are the salespeople and, and, and 
and sales management, marketing, are they all aligned with the same goal? Or is it just like a, a slide and then the salespeople are doing their own thing? That, that can be the case, that, they, that is the slide. And that the top level have, have decided this is our ICP. But then the salespeople are uh, running around focusing on companies that are clearly not their ICP. And also this comes back to the prospecting and automating the tasks is that the companies who are, fi- uh, who are, who are struggling to find new companies who think prospecting is hard is that, that they should automate the prospecting to their salespeople based on their own defined ICP and not letting the salespeople running around and trying a little bit about there and here and uh, spending time on their work, work days, something that should not be spent. How about the ICP criteria, like in, in general, when you mentioned that uh, some companies, ICP criteria might be, we want all Nordic companies which is mm. millions of companies. And uh, what's the benefit of, of narrowing it down from the millions of companies? Why should you have a narrower ICP? Why can't it just be, we want all Nordic companies? Well, imagine you have uh, millions of Nordic companies. It's very, uh, you, you pick one of the million companies and say, this is our ICP company. It's very, very hard to be, excited about this company since you know that there is 999,000 of uh, more of the, these exact same companies even though they are not exact same but when when ruling it or narrowing down for smaller segment and you get 500 companies within the nordics you will you will do your due diligence of the company uh, better uh, uh, deeper, go deeper with the company, and also you know that these these criterias makes the company on on a sense that they should be our customer. And if you get too little, too uh, too few of the results, it's easier to widen the scope. Let's say that the revenue can be eight hundred thousand rather than one million, and again, uh, getting more results, and that helps rather than starting with the one million. It's better to start with five hundred. What are the sort of um, ICP definition criteria a company might use? We all know that's the the golden triangle, like uh, you know, location, size, industry, and uh, what else? Like it, it's still like it, it doesn't narrow uh, the amount of companies that much. I mean, there's still a lot of uh, potential to do. I think that's the good setup that you've defined the size, uh, the industry and the location. But on top of that, is, is it, does, does it matter what kind of techno- technology the company is using? If yes, then what? There's multiple different things. You can, based on, based on number of cars owned, uh, number of top level changes the company has had uh, within the past year, uh, number of companies they have acquired, number of recruitments they have going on, like that helps to narrowing down. That let's say you're your management consulting company, and the company uh, you're interested of, of companies that 
there has been let's say over four different uh, new persons in the top level that is very relevant to know that something has must be going on with the top level management and then it helps you to contact their let's say current ceo and say hey we noticed that you have four new c level employees do you think any of that uh, we would love to discuss and hear your thoughts and maybe provide our own background experience on, on this topic it's usually the pretty much uh, the static truths about a company like uh, well industry size location you talked a lot about these sort of dynamic uh, yeah. things like how many are they recruiting people like they might be recruiting now they might not be recruiting after six months uh, a merger is something that happens quite rarely uh, and uh, if they implement something new they implement a new piece of technology um, let's say they they take an uh, an applicant tracking system mm. do you feel that uh, the companies you meet with are aware of the importance of these sort of changes that happen and how they could be used in ICP definition. That is also that it's it mostly start with the, the standard, the static triangle, as you said, but then when the conversation going on, they, they real they all individually realize that actually it would help. It would be beneficial to know what, what's their applicant tracking system is. And this, narrows the, their ICP down and usually we work with the customers helping them narrowing their ICP down and if you can narrow it good enough or getting it uh, small enough that helps then but I want to grab in the industry about uh, industry thing it's since we launched the vinyl customer industry this is one thing that helps very very much narrowing the company based on static static results so let's say that the, you're interested about accounting companies. Yes, there is the standard industry classification for that. But then it helps that are you is the company doing anything with accounting and software? Or are they providing accounting, financial services, and software uh, services, in all those three things? And just based on vinyl custom industry, you can narrow your ICP down way more than based on the normal industry and this is one thing that we don't need to talk about that much if the, if there is no dynamic changes within the comp uh, within your prospects that are interesting you don't need to focus on those focusing on vinyl custom industry and finding SaaS and companies that are doing SaaS and fintech and edtech rather than SaaS and uh, information technology that, that that's that's one thing that helps narrowing down the ICP. So you use the uh, sort of existing triangle, but you try to make the uh, the criteria and the triangle more useful. Um, exactly, exactly. That that is that is the one thing that we ask that hey, can you give give us four or five of your relevant customers and just check their company card from Vino and say what do you think about these custom industries. What are the most relevant of of your of these customers, based on your own own upon opinion, and then do searches based on those vinyl custom industries and tuning it in, and that that's that's very quick and very easy to do, and also it creates a good effect to the customer.
yeah, the classic example of uh, um, there's a company that officially is doing manufacturing, mm. but if you use a, a sort of different method to define the industry, then you can clearly see that uh, there might be a 3D printing company. Yeah. And uh, we can always say which one is more uh, beneficial to a salesperson. The fact that the company's industry is manufacturing or that they're doing 3D printing and maybe something yeah. else as well. Exactly. If you could give some, uh, some tips to our audience about, let's say, prioritization, uh, self-discipline, which are very important uh, in sales work. What kind of tips would you get? Automating as much as possible. That helps. That keeps you motivated. And then you have more time. You have larger base on your pipeline. And of course, it, gets narrow, it narrows when you go to the end of the pipeline. And also making sure that the data on CRM is on point. Because then salespeople or the employees using CRM would see more uh, value on CRM when the data is on point and where, when, when it's not completely messed. They can see that why, why, why should they use CRM and that, that's, that helps a lot. Amar, quick question. Have you seen that the uh, content or not content but the information that salespeople are now pushing uh, to HubSpot is getting more better than before the time we didn't have that much data on, HubSpot, uh, on, on our CRM. Let's, let's think of a situation where you have defined the ICP, you've automated the prospecting so that you get new companies into the CRM uh, whenever they match your ICP criteria. And obviously if you've um, you've exported the baseline of the sort of companies mm. that currently match our ICP to your CRM, your salespeople operate in the CRM. How to make sure that, uh, that the information doesn't get stale, that uh, everything gets updated. Well, uh, that's like a very crucial point to remember that uh, you just can't do it once. You have to keep updating the data. You've automated everything to the CRM. Make sure to keep it updated automatically as well. The addresses change. Um, uh, the financial figures change. Um, and uh, when all of this information is useful to the salesperson, because the salesperson always needs to be uh, up to date on things happening in the target accounts. Yeah. So that's probably the last thing. To note, I agree. Okay, I think that about wraps up. Wraps. Sorry, I think this uh, this wraps up our first ever vinyl live. Um, I want to thank you, Yuha, very much for thank you. sharing your insights. Thank and you for having me. You're welcome, and. Uh, We'll keep having these uh, live events every two weeks uh, on Tuesdays, usually at 10.30 um, CET. Um, and uh, stay tuned for more stuff, more material and more experts on various topics.